We are about to do a very special impromptu Challenge Bathurst edition of the Parked Up podcast. But before we get into it, and you can hear about what me and Tony are going to quack on with, I've got Sean Scott from Race Fuels, great supporter of the podcast, also a great supporter of Challenge Bathurst up here at Mount Panorama. Sean, this is we don't get to race at Bathurst very often. Anytime you come here, it's really cool. It is a special place. I suppose it's a special place for um, a lot of these amateurs who come out and compete once a year. Um, an event like this tends to bring up to 450 competitors. Um, so we get to see each and every one of them come through our fuel compound. And uh, yeah, overall looking towards sort of 25,000 litres that we dispense to these guys um, over the four days of the event. It's a lot of litres of fuel, but also a lot of competitors as well. This weekend we've seen the GT cars burning around, getting some practice in ahead of their GT World Challenge stuff. They've got these nice, beautiful race fuel stickers across the windscreen. But that, that's a category that I know is close to the heart of race fuels. Oh, look, it, it is one of our primary categories. Um, it's one of the categories that uh, we were supplying to when I first became involved with race fuels back over 11 years ago. So, um, yeah, we're, we're very interested in it as a category. We've supported it for a long, long time, um, both overall as a category and individual competitors. Um, within the compet uh, within that um, category. Of course, this is a very special edition of Parked Up and you'll get to hear Tony and I real soon. But a huge weekend in Australian motorsport. We've got Challenge Bathurst here. Mark Tierney, the boss, has raced off to Sydney Motorsport Park where you've been for the past couple of weeks looking after the Supercars Championship. Uh, and there's also a, a state round going on at Winton as well. You guys supply to all of these events. Uh, a logistical nightmare, I can only imagine. Look, it's not just a big week, it's um, a big couple of months for us. Uh, look, we've had multiple events over multiple weekends now in a row um, and still to come uh, where we've got to back-to-back -back, um, events still to finish off in Sydney um, and obviously we've got uh, Bathurst here in two weeks' time or three weeks' time again for the main 1,000. Again, a big week, six, six days, ten categories, um, which, yeah, is exceptional for us and, and it's going to be a, a difficult one to manage, but we're certainly going to be on top of it and we know that we can do it without too many headaches hopefully. Uh, if there's any company that can do it it's Race Fuels for sure. We appreciate Race Fuels support of the Parked Up podcast. Sean thanks for joining us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time here at Bathurst. Thanks Grant and uh, yeah hopefully the weather continues to hold out for us. Two of the very best operators parked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Well, welcome to a very special impromptu edition of the Parked Up podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels, and my name's Grant Rowley. I'm standing here with Tony Delberto in the wall racing truck. We're at Mount Panorama for Challenge Bathurst. Tony D, you've got to drive some GT3 cars around the track, and we thought we'd just do something a little special, maybe just a shorter podcast to celebrate this event. Our very, very good friends at Race Fuels have taken on some uh, category sponsorship for the first time with some Race Fuel banners across all of the GT3 cars. You got to drive the Lamborghini yesterday. You were meant to drive it this morning. The weather's turned a bit foul, basically for the first time ever here at Mount Panorama. It's never done anything like that. Well, uh, how are you going? You actually came up with this concept to do an extra pod. What, what are you doing to us? No, I came up with the concept that we would uh, record the pod a little bit earlier so we're not unorganised on a Monday, Grant, and then that turned into doing an extra pod. And, and you're right, the reason being 
we couldn't do the pod early because there's racing this weekend. So how could we, you know, not report on that? Uh, but you're right. Uh, lucky enough yesterday to have some laps in Adrian Dietz's uh, Lamborghini that Wall Racing actually prepare. Um, we got away with it with the weather yesterday. We didn't think it was going to be um, as clear as what it was. But at the moment, as it stands right now, what time is it, Grant? 9.30? 9.30 in the morning on the Saturday morning. Saturday? It's bloody Friday, oh, mate. Is it Friday? Gee whiz. Big night? No, not at all. Not at all. I'm just losing track of the days. Like, you know, I'm at Sydney Motorsport Park one day. Got to come out to Bathurst the next. We're going back to Sydney today. It's, it's full on. It is full on, um, but it is Friday, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, uh, the track is just so wet with rivers uh, running across Mountain Strait that unfortunately at the moment the, the track isn't open for cars to go around. So hoping the weather is looking a little better now, not as much rain, um, and then the, the, hopefully the drains can actually catch back up and disperse some of the water because at the moment there's overflowing and uh, it's just not possible to get out there. So, fingers crossed. Cool. Okay, cool. So, Challenge Bathurst has been going for a little while. This isn't your first time at this event, but it's basically run what you brung and drive around. Four-day meeting. The first two days are for, effectively, race cars, and the second two days are for... Uh, things that might not necessarily be race cars there. Like there's they? a lot of like boats or well, they'll need might need to be a boat at the way that it's going at the moment. But there's a, so Saturday and Sunday are typically for like old uh, historic type cars or just people who want to drive a car around Mount Panorama, uh, unrestricted effectively. Um, so yeah, how valuable is an event like this? Because like you wouldn't do a challenge Winton, would you? You wouldn't do a challenge. You know, chal- Why? <laughs> well, because you can just kind of go there any time of the... You go there any time, yeah? Here you can't come. So I guess that's why it's special. You, But you tell me why it's special. It is very unique to get the opportunity to drive around Bathurst. And probably these days you get more opportunity than what you used to. Um, you know, years ago you'd only... You know, if you got to race at the Bathurst 1000 um, and maybe a couple other times, that they're the only opportunities you get to drive around this track. You know, the opportunity is a bit more now with you know racing at Easter as well earlier in the year, um, Challenge Bathurst, the Bathurst 1000, you know, the Bathurst International when that kicks off as well finally. Um, but for for us and uh, in the GD3 with Adrian Dietz, you know, we're preparing ourselves for the Bathurst 12 hour next year. Um, we're unsure how that event's going to look right now, but um, it just gives us a chance to do a little bit of private testing, I guess. Um, it's very busy on track, though. Um, our session is filled with GT cars or cup cars. There's some radicals out there as well. Um, and massive differences in experience and speed. So it's very difficult to actually get clear running. Um, but just the chance to shake off some cobwebs for me this year. I mean, first time in a race car for about five months, so it's very valuable just to go fast again, you know, put the foot down and, you know, go through the chase flat out and just get the feel of the car, and that was the main reason why I was so keen to do it. Um, and from Adrian's point of view, any laps around Bathurst, um, you know, he set a PB yesterday, uh, which was awesome considering the conditions were not amazing. 
Um, it just puts you in better stead for when you come back for the 12 hour next year. So I haven't actually done the full Bathurst Challenge uh, weekend, but I've done the test days quite a few times and you get a lot of guys that come up just purely to do those those test days. So, um, you know, MPC here with all their Audis, you've got Triple Eight with their Mercedes Benz as well. Um, Brett Hobson yesterday was very quick in the Nissan, which I think is new for him mm-hmm. uh, and his team at Walden Racing. So a lot of good guys here, um, and they use the opportunity to, to you know, dust some cobwebs off, and, and any chance that you get to go around this track, you grab with both hands. Cool. Okay, so you got to do a, quite a few laps yesterday, but you also got to do a lap this morning just in a road car. I only just poked my head over your shoulder, and you were showing a video of, uh, of the circuit, and it rained really hard this morning. And you can see how treacherous it must be to drive a race car around you're in a road car and you could see rivers running running across the road you can you certainly understand why it's so challenging to drive here you know on a normal sunny day but yeah when it rains it turns to bloody shit yeah that's right and i think uh if the track was just wet then you know it's up to your discretion whether you want to go out and how fast you want to go um, but the reason we did the laps in the course car is just to get an idea of how much standing water there is on the circuit. I'm not sure why I got chosen to, to make that decision or make that call with the stewards, but um, you know, I think they just wanted from a driver's point of view what, what I thought. And you know, going up Mount Straight, you, you couldn't go up the straight without crossing over rivers. So for me, it was a no-go. Um, and then when we got to the top of the mountain, it was just raining like really heavy, you know, down the bottom there was no rain and you think, oh, well, it's probably getting a bit better now, the conditions. But you get up the top and it's a, it's a totally different planet up there. So um, we just have to, you know, sit it out at the moment. Uh, if it stops raining and the drains can catch up, then we should be able to get back on track hopefully later this morning. Okay, cool. Well, uh, that will happen, and uh, it'll go. You'll you'll do that well after this pod has uh, has been run. So uh, we don't need to stress too much about that. But what I do want to stress about is some of the guys who are here this weekend and sort of celebrate this uh, challenge Bathurst stuff. The first guy that I want to talk to is your teammate and the guy that you're here, Adrian Dietz. Now, not just because he keeps calling you back and getting him to drive his really cool cars. He's actually a parked up podcast listener as well. He was telling, he was giving uh, some nice feedback. So I'd like to see if he'll give some uh, feedback on the air. Let's go catch up with your man, Adrian Dietz. Okay, we found Adrian Dietz, Tony D's longtime teammate. You keep calling this guy up. What, what, do you, what do you think he's? Is he pretty, or is it his racing skills that you like? What's the go? Well, people do think that we're um, twins often, and, and, and my first criteria for, for a teammate is uh, whether or not they have to adjust the belts um, in the car. So, you know, I've got a no belt adjustment rule, so, you know, Tony fits the bill perfectly. So before you two just have a little bit of banter here, uh, let me just ask, what is, what's, the, what's a day in the life of Adrian Dietz? What's the, uh, what's the regular thing you do? You know, we see you pop out in the very cool Lambo from time to time, but uh, I'm sure there's some other things that you do in, in your world. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lawyer, I'm a finance lawyer, and I work for a major international law firm, so I spend my days moving money from place A to place B, and that keeps me going from, you know, the time I get up in the morning till the time I switch off at night, I'm tethered to my Blackberry, and yes, I still use a Blackberry. Is Tony one of those A's or B's where you're moving oh, money? Because oh, <laughs> I, I think Wally definitely is. 
Well, I think I'm moving the money from me to Tony, you know, <laughs> due to the huge fee that he gets paid. Oh, geez. There we go. So, uh, Tony, like, I know you've always enjoyed coming and helping Adrian as well. How much has he improved over the years? Well, definitely, uh, like, yesterday was a PB for Adrian here at Bathurst, which was great considering the conditions were pretty average, to be honest. But, no, our relationship goes back many years when I was actually racing uh, in Mar for Marinello in the Ferrari. And Adrian was basically just doing track days back then and hadn't yeah. really done a lot of racing. Um, and uh, just along, you know, finally got involved in doing some GT racing and we sort of raced side by side. So Adrian had Camera Conville in, in his car and I had um, Grant Denyer in mine. So we sort of raced alongside each other and that's where the, re the relationship grew. Um, the relationship with Marinello ended <laughs> um, and, and we've both sort of gone our separate ways and you know, I spent a couple of years with Scott Taylor Motorsport and um, anyway we've sort of come back and reunited and done the 12 hour a couple of times now uh, and that's what we're sort of in here. Suzuka? Yeah, went to Suzuka as well which is an, an amazing trip. We were just talking about it um, the other day because the first time Adrian went on track at Suzuka so they had like an AM session prior to anyone else going out on track and it was monsoonal weather, like worse than what we've seen here. So Adrian never driven on the track. Um, it was dark and there was, you know, it was so much rain. It was just absolutely crazy. And how, how, how he went though, he put his big boy pants on and away he went. <laughs> yeah, and it almost got away, with, away from me on the, outlap, uh, on the outlap going to 130R. I remember having a tank slapper when it aquaplaned in fifth gear at about 200 clicks, so that uh, that got my attention. But but yeah, the relationship with Tony goes back to the Marinello days. And even though we weren't um, co-driving together, we you know we were teammates. And you know T Tony's always been very generous with his advice. You know just the little things that you know when you're an AM, you don't you know you don't understand just the little bits of etiquette about racing and little tips to help me improve my driving and you know Tony didn't have to do that you know he was he was still in the thick of supercars then and you know I was just some random man and 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 that's always really stuck with me um, and certainly the first time I came to Bathurst no question I would have been in the fence without without Tony just when we did the track walk talking about car positioning you know the Lamborghini's terrible neither of us can see you know outside of it basically it's very difficult with the way the roll cage is positioned to see apexes and just to you know walk the track with Tony and talk about positioning you know talk about how to deal with the traffic because again the you know the Euro pros don't cut you any slack you know they they'll try and stick you know their nose in where there's you know half a car and and if you try and be nice you'll end up in the fence we see that every year at the 12 hour and and you know Tony was very good about telling me where to position the car how to deal with the the pros coming through and um, yeah so you know look we've had a great relationship a lot of fun working with him. Awesome uh, now you've done some pretty cool things obviously a couple of Bathurst 12 hours, Suzuka as you talked about is there any other boxes you'd like to tick I know COVID has kind of <laughs> put a bit of a halt on traveling or uh, doing things that we sort of thought were normal but uh, yeah is there something that you'd like to do? Well, Tony and I have had a couple of tests at uh, Wakefield that have been cancelled due to COVID for uh, the last <laughs> the last couple of years, and I you know I call that the Nurburgring of the Southern Highlands. But but no, seriously, I think I think I'd like to do Spa. Um, Spa is a track that that I actually know. I lived in in Europe for ten years, and so used to do track days there. And and I think I'd like to do a race there, not the Spa twenty four hours. I just from talking to the people that I know who've done it and have been involved in it, that's like the 12 hour on steroids. Um, but you know, if we, British GT generally, 
um, uh, runs around there. So, you know, I'd like to look for an opportunity for maybe Tony and I to do that at some stage in the future. And, and a media man, and a media person as well, right? There's an absolute exclusive for Parked Up. <laughs> Excellent. Lock it down. Okay, now talking of our little independent podcast here, Adrian, you were telling me yesterday that you enjoy listening to it while you go on runs, but you don't listen to you, you listen to it in a unique way. Tell us about it. Yeah, I do because I'm because I'm sort of busy and I do like to listen to a lot of podcasts. I tend to listen to them um, speed it up, and when I listen to uh, Parked Up, I listen to it generally at one point six times speed. And what I love about it <coughs> is that Tony is the only person I've ever listened to a podcast on that he doesn't sound any different at 1.6 than he does at 1.0. It's great. It's great. I love it. I thought he would have sounded like a little chipmunk. <laughs> I'm surprised because uh, I generally talk quite slowly, so I thought maybe by speeding it up, I might sound normal. I don't know. You don't sound any different. Well, Adrian, well, thank you so much for joining us on this impromptu edition of, of Parked Up. Uh, we wish you all the best for uh, what remains of uh, this year's Challenge Bathurst, uh, and can't wait to see you guys back here for the 12-hour next year. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, hopefully the date gets locked in soon and we can put together a program to do that. We've definitely got some unfinished business here. You know, we the car, the BOP was was terrible for us in, in 2019, but, you know, we finished 12th and 4th in Pro-Am last year. Um, you know, we found the fence early in the race, unfortunately. Uh, so I think it, uh, you know... Well, Bathurst never owes you anyone anything, but hopefully we can do a little better this time go around. Tony, you owe him a trophy. Make oh, it happen. I absolutely do. I can't wait. And we thank Adrian for his time here at the Parked Up Podcast Challenge Bathurst special, Tony D. I can see why you have got along with him for so many years. Such a nice guy. And, uh, yeah, he also lets you drive a really, really cool car. He's a very nice guy and uh, very generous as well. Uh, it is. He talked me up a little bit, though. I'm not sure whether all that was uh, necessary uh, or warranted, um, but very nice of him too. And, um, yeah, I obviously love sharing a car with him. Um, he takes some of that advice on board and he doesn't have an ego to go with like some, some AMs do a little bit. You know, they're very successful in business and they try and bring that into racing and sometimes the two don't mix so well. So Adrian's got a very good balance. But um, yeah. And good taste in podcasts too. Absolutely he does. So uh, he's, he's making his parked up debut today. Mm. <laughs> yes, in our uh, special impromptu challenge Bathurst edition, of course, the uh, wet weather here on Friday at the circuit meant we had a little bit of extra spare time. Uh, one big story that's breaking in the GT world today is that Peter Hackett is going to drive with uh, Prince Jeffrey for Triple Eight. Now, after all these years, Peter Hackett has been involved in the sport for a long time, both as a race car driver and also in the driver training. He's basically the boss of Mercedes-Benz driver training. That's mm -hmm. right? Yep, yeah. He looks after... Um, obviously Australia, New Zealand, uh, he looks after some of Asia as well. So he's the man. Like when you talk about Mercedes-Benz driver training, he's the guy that organises everything. So he's got all the crew, he's got the truck, he's got all the fleet of cars. He's the man. He's Mercedes-Benz in Australia. Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, the news that's breaking today is that he's going to drive with Prince Jeffrey in the final round of the Fanatec GT World Challenge Australia powered by AWS. After a long career... 
it's like a little boy's dream to get the phone call from Roland and his crew to come and drive for Triple Eight alongside royalty of all things here at Mount Panorama as part of the Bathurst 1000 program. So exciting for him and I reckon what we should do is take a little walk up to the other end of pit lane, up to the Triple Eight end of pit lane. An end of pit lane, Tony, that you'll have to deal with when you start driving some Shell V power cars. Let's take a trundle up there and see if we can find Pete. And we found Peter Hackett at Triple Eight. And Peter, you've, uh, you're here at Challenge Bathurst, enjoying your very first time with Triple Eight, but you've also got some pretty exciting news as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a, a, a boy's dream, to be honest. You get a phone call from the team manager at the Triple Eight GT team, and they say, are you available for the Bathurst 1000 to drive alongside uh, Prince Jeffrey and replace Shane Van Gisbergen and help him win a championship? So are you ready? And after two years of COVID, you're like, I will be. <laughs> um, yeah, extraordinary opportunity and, and not just the ability to get back in a car, but to work with one of the benchmarks in the automotive industry globally from a motorsport point of view. You know, they, they set the bar uh, definitely in, in this part of the world um, and to, to learn those processes, to be involved with the professionalism uh, so far, and it's only been short, has been a, an amazing learning curve. Now, Pete, uh, you're obviously no stranger to the Mercedes-Benz brand. You are Mercedes-Benz in Australia. I've worked <laughs> with you a lot on driver training events. Um, but as far as GT racing goes, you've done a lot of racing in GT. You've been the um, Australian GT champion how many times? Uh, not enough. I've second a lot of times. Second a lot of times. <laughs> no, you did win it uh, only a couple of years ago with Dom Story there. Uh, we've gone head-to-head -head many times. But this is the first time that you've actually driven with Triple Eight. Um, and we know how much of a benchmark team they are. What are the differences you sort of found in the, in the limited time that you spent in the car so far? You wouldn't believe from the outside how different a car can be from the inside. And you're right, you know, I had the first SLS back in 2010 and then it evolved into the AMG GT GT3. And you end up in a, in a development phase, but having turned up at Triple Eight, they've developed the car and they've got a car that they know can do a whatever it was, 2028 in qualifying last year and can go faster, they know the car works. So um, the design philosophy, the engineering philosophy, the, the whole concept behind winning is very different to anything I've experienced before. It all makes complete sense. And getting your head around some of those styles. Of course, Shane has been the, the benchmark in this car, in this team. So. So the data shows that it can be done. You've just got to get in and do it, as you know, Tony. So for me, there's some, some fundamental differences as a driver. So, you know, whether it's how you apply the brakes or how you apply the throttle or the electronic settings you have with ABS and traction control, the things that you would normally do, you're stepping into another environment where they have a different set of rules and sink or swim, get in there and go fast. Now, generally, you've put these a lot of these deals together for yourself. Um, this time around, though, you're coming here purely as a racing driver. Different expectations. I mean, when Roland gives you a call or sits in on a debrief, um, does that add a bit of pressure? Yeah, of course. Um, and you're right. This is the first time, and it's the most exciting time in my career. And it's been a long career so far. Up till now, it's been heavily. I've been heavily involved in getting all of these deals to happen. But I was literally sitting at home and got a phone call. Do you want to drive for Triple Eight? And and then you kind of flick a switch and being able to turn up and not worry, you know, here's your uniform and here's your race suit and we're going to put a new helmet kit in it for you and here's this and that. It's so accommodating, so welcoming, but, you know, you kind of have to 
pinch yourself a little and say, no, no, this is what I'm here to do. I'm going to do a job and you approach it methodically. Uh, you know, experience has taught me to be, you know, two, three, four, five, six tenths a lap quicker in practice every lap and build up to it as opposed to go out and do a three in the first session mm -hmm. and not do the second session. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's using my own experience and philosophy for my own way of dealing with a race weekend and go back to fundamentals, just go back to being a driver mm. is something that so far has been been really refreshing. And also working with a new engineering team, new mechanics, and I, I just can't believe how welcome they've made me feel. It's, it's, it's so far, you know, been, been great. Yeah. So you've got a job to do uh, back here at Bathurst in a few weeks' time for the Prince, but... Uh, and, and Triple Eight also have an amazing array of drivers in their <laughs> in their list. In the pool, but but you're adding yourself to the pool now. Like uh, you know, I guess do you, are you treating this like an audition for you know for whether it's something permanent or even part time like this moving forward? Oh, of course, you you don't get an opportunity to get in front of these guys and and be who you are and be the, be the professional you want to be ever. And then when it does fall in your lap or you do get that call, you have to be ready and you have to treat it like that. So yes, um, I'm 100% focused on helping build a car that helps Jeffrey win a championship. That's my job. I'm not here to necessarily set lap records or benchmarks. I'm here to help him win and whatever it takes to win is what we do. That should mean being fast, but at the same time, we have to build a car that's nice to drive. Beyond that, uh, I have subsequently learned that they see everything in real time, what goes on in the car. And if I just keep doing what I do uh, and that's got me this far in my career, then hopefully there'll be some, some things in there that they like and then they'll add me to the pool. And if I do a good enough job, then, you know, I'm, I'm ready and available. But there's a flip side to that. And if you don't do a good job, then, <laughs> you know, we know how the Red Bull program works overseas. <laughs> now, your driving career has been impeccable. I mean, you, I don't think I've ever seen you crash a car. You've always handed it back. Don't um, jinx him, please. Try not to drink, <laughs> jinx him, but always hand the car back in a very good position. Do your role, uh, do your job as the as the am, if you so if you want to put it that way. Um, but how much sort of experience can you pass on to Prince Jeffrey? I mean, he's sort of he did do Easter at the start of the year um, in in the GT, um, but I'm sure your job is more like a mentoring role um, than anything else. Yeah, I'm, you know, part of being successful is not crashing. Uh, there's, there's two that I wish had never happened in 10 years. So, you know, I think that's a pretty good strike rate. Um, but yeah, with Jeffrey, it's, it's, it's a lot about confidence. You know, when you get into an aero car, especially at a place like Mount Panorama, it's not somewhere that you can really practice a lot on. And, you know, I turned up here on a, a day early on Tuesday, a Wednesday it was, and I drove around and it took me, I just, just in a road car, 15 laps. And the first thought was, oh, I know this place holy crap, it's narrow. Mm. And then you go out in your first session, you're rolling around in tens thinking, man, this is fast. Damn, I've got to find seven seconds. Mm. And then the next session, you're four seconds faster. And then the next session, you're two seconds faster. So, you know, for, for Jeffrey, it's about reassuring him that the car can do what it needs to do, that the changes we, we're making are better for him. And then, you know, as an inexperienced driver in, in these types of cars, you kind of sometimes don't know what you doing or what the car's doing to get the result you want. So you might find, for example, that it's got exit oversteer. And there's a couple of ways that that could be addressed. You might want to crack the traction control up. You might want to adjust your line, or it might be being caused because the car's not settling off the bumps in the braking zone and it's tipping in a little bit light, but you don't find it to the end of the corner. So, you know, helping him identify what cause and effect is making the car do what it does or reassuring him that you know, if you lift off at McPhillamy because you're slightly offline, it's not going to swap ends. 
you know, we've got, Tony, of course you would understand, we've got that experience to be able to say, this is a problem, we need to fix it, or look, that's okay, deal with it, use your natural skill, and, and we're gonna be okay. So yeah, helping him develop it, reassuring him, but also being there for him to, to bounce off and, and take, take a little bit of a load off his shoulders. I think uh, you know going into this last round of the championship, um, you've done, you've won a championship before, you know, so you've you've been in that position. Um, how much do you think uh, Prince Jeffrey will be nervous, and you know, can you settle those nerves and you know put your, put your arm around his shoulder and and reassure him that things are going to be okay going into that last event? I'm nervous already for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you've got to have a little bit of nerves because that makes you you cautious or careful. Without fragrant disregard. I mean, at the end of the day, he's second at the moment. So we've got to win the race and, and hope the cards fall in our in, in our lap along the way. But yes, it's, you know, you when you're around calming influences, when you're around people that have been there, done that, you can draw on experience. You look at, you know, even someone like Max or Lewis sitting on the front row of a front of Formula One grid, they're just... They're just Mm. Calm. They're not jumping around. They're not stretching like we used to do as eighteen-year-olds, and you know, build ourselves up and 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 listen to psych music or whatever it is. That 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 calming influence is going to be, um, I think, something that that helps a lot. Well, Peter, thank you so much for joining us on this impromptu edition of the Parked Up Podcast. We wish you the very best for uh, for Mount Panorama in a couple of weeks' time, uh, and uh, yeah, let's see what the future holds. Thanks. I'll be back next time. And we thank Pete for his time. That is the end of our second ever impromptu podcast. Remember we did one last year mm. at the end of the year. We just did a short one. Uh, and this will probably be just as short, but I reckon way better. Absolutely way better. But uh, the track has dried a little bit. The weather's stopped raining. There's cars out on track. So I think we should wrap this up so I can put my race suit on and get back out there. Well, all the very best. Thank you for taking some time out of your very busy schedule today. Uh, and we'll, uh, we, after this session, we're just jumping in the car. We're going to head down to Sydney Motorsport Park. We'll watch for a little bit. And then you're uh, testing DJR car on Tuesday. That's right. Yeah, back in the car there. Uh, for my, basically my first laps, I guess, for this year. Um, they've got a test day for not just co-drivers, but for both drivers. Uh, but it'd be nice just to get a little taste. I reckon the main drivers, though, they'll be happy to hand over the keys and let the co-drivers do all the work. Mm -hmm. they're, they're probably dizzy going around Sydney Motorsport Park. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Okay. Well, we'll be back on Tuesday, as we usually do, signing off from Mount Panorama, this special Challenge Bathurst edition of the Parked Up podcast. We thank Race Fuels, as always. So Subscribe, like us on Facebook, do whatever you like. Tony D. We'll talk to you everyone soon. Thanks, man. See ya.